Ohio Habla es un podcast que nace del proyecto Narrativas Orales de Latinos en Ohio, Oral Narratives of Latinos en Ohio. Exploramos la experiencia latina con entrevistas en español, inglés y spanglish. Welcome to Ohio Habla. I'm Elena Fowles. My guest today is Ashley Jimenez. Ashley Jimenez is the beauty director at Hola USA. She oversees beauty coverage across digital platforms through a cultural lens. Jimenez is a Puerto Rican Dominican reporter who is an expert in identifying trends, highlighting multicultural content, and exploring thoughtful conversations within the influential Latina beauty segment. Her past roles include senior beauty editor at Latina Magazine, where she created beauty, wellness, and lifestyle content specifically for women of color. Bienvenida a este episodio, Ashley. Hi, how are you? It is so good to be on this podcast, and thank you so much for having me, doctor. Ashley, tell us uh, about yourself. Where did you grow up? Sure. So I grew up in the Bronx, New York. Um, and ever since I was a little girl, I've always loved beauty specifically. I fell in love with the essence of going to the hair salon with my mom when I was younger. Um, and just the culture and the concept that this was the place where we could be unapologetic fabulous. You mm -hmm. walk in maybe feeling one way, you leave feeling another way. And I fell in love with that. Um, and yes, it, it did show me to like put my best foot forward. So I quickly developed a sense of creativity, um, especially for storytelling, because I was so interested in understanding people's walks of life and where they came from. While I was in the salon, then my my mom always called me the mayor of uh, the mayor of the salon. She's like, hey, no, un, un, una mayor aquí. you know, she's always talking to everybody. Um, and little did I know that that was like that pivotal moment where mm. I was exploring beauty, you know, and fast forward years ahead. Um, I quickly learned that I loved journalism and storytelling um, and just being inspired. So I, you know, I went to New York and saw technology. I quickly learned that I wasn't the best inside the classroom so I like experiential things so internships were a part of my my story and mm. they ch they changed my life because I was able to intern at News 12 the Bronx um, with broadcasters I went to the Today Show um, and I interned there I then afterwards I was like you know what hard news is a little bit too hard for me I like the lighter feel um mm -hmm. when I was at the today show I, I really I really enjoyed the beauty segments and the lifestyle segments so you know I started to look for um, magazines and one of the first magazines I saw was Latina and Cosmo for Latinas and I applied for an internship at Cosmo for Latina um and that was when I was like wow this is definitely what I want to do I just don't know what it what it entails because I understood a broadcaster but I didn't understand a beauty editor right um so I started to explore that and I you know I started to cold email people research also known as stalking but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> and and really getting bold you know with what with what content I wanted to create and there's there have been moments in my journey you know where I'm like does this make sense? But, you know, every single one leads to the next opportunity. And I say that because that, that Cosmo for Latina internship then landed me through connections to my job at, um, 
Latina magazine where I grew as Mm -hmm. the beauty assistant and then a beauty editor and then a senior beauty editor. Um, And then when that magazine folded, you know, I was still able to give those insights being a Latina beauty editor um, as a freelancer, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then lo and behold, this opportunity came from Ola and it was very aligned with my, you know, my personal goals and values and what I was put on this world to do, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and storytelling, you know, it's really, really pivotal for me. I, I I remember Latina Magazine. I I think I subscribed uh, to it a couple of times, so I I, I know um, I'm familiar with it, and I and I I, I enjoyed um, reading uh, that yeah. magazine. Yes, and, and your, my hat you, goes off to those editors right. too who were before me because they gave me hope because I didn't see myself much mm-hmm. in different you know in different magazines right. so you know mm-hmm. I really felt for that and yeah they pioneered so a lot of yeah. things for sure mm-hmm. for sure and you and know they, that's that's amazing right and you talking about hair salons right now has me thinking man when can they open <laughs> right. you know we're in the middle of a pandemic so you know we're in Ohio and we're they're not allowed to open yet uh, yeah. which is the case in many states, like, you know, across the, the U.S. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you, you don't realize how much um, that's part of what you do and, you know, until Absolutely. it's no longer it's who available we to are. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's who we are. You know, if you think about it, from caring for our natural textured hair to perfecting our arched brows to achieving glistening skin, like no matter, like, no matter what season we're in, Latinas are always experimenting with their beauty and we take beauty very seriously. Mm -hmm. So, you know, quarantine, pandemic, you know, we still want to know how we can still put our best face forward, you know? That's right. That's right. Um, It's it's just who we are. And I love it. (laughs) I love that about us, you know? So tell me about your current role as beauty director of uh, Ola USA. Um, Tell me uh, about what you do and and what you like most about uh, this job. I, I mean, I do love my job so much because, you know, I get to write trending stories every day. Um, but I, what I love the most is I highlight Latina entrepreneurs within the beauty industry with mm-hmm. a franchise that I launched called Hola Glam Getters. And this specifically highlights um, big Hollywood stylists who, oh my God, I didn't know she was Latina but she's Latina now. So bringing up that conversation of representation, <laughs> right? Um, not only right. that, but another thing is that we also speak to the smaller business aspect of it. And I'm a big champion about that um, because a lot of these small businesses are women of color, are Latina or Afro Latinas, mm-hmm. and they have high quality products, but they're beginning. So their budgets aren't of the pantings of the world or the L'Oreal's. So, you know, through Ola Glam Getters, I'm able to highlight them and also serve as an inspiration for other Latinas who are probably thinking of, you know, basically owning their own businesses or starting a business, or maybe they're in the middle of a rut in their business, which probably they are in this moment to serve as an inspiration to keep going, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and then there's the fun stuff, right? There's, there's, um, testing products, there's trying on lipsticks, you know, there's reviewing facials, um, there's getting manicures, but all of that is, is not 
it, how do I say all of that means nothing if I'm not storytelling for my mm -hmm. Latina readers, you know, right. that's really what it is at the core. So you've mentioned a couple a couple of things there. Um, you know, you become I assume you have be become an expert on on beauty trends by trying them, right? By by talking yes. to people, by testing. seeing what works. Yeah, testing by by seeing what works, what doesn't spe specifically uh, for for Latinas. And so my question is, why does representation matter so much in this industry? And and you and you mentioned briefly, right, that um, when you work with Latina mag uh, magazine, um, you saw yourself represented. And I think um, we're, there's a growing um, industry where where they're addressing those gaps, right, that traditional have ha traditionally have existed for for our our community um, in sure. terms of representation on TV, on commercials, on you know, just products in general. Um, so tell me about this this uh, this importance of representation in this particular industry. Absolutely. I mean, you hit it right on the nail. It's so important and pivotal that we speak about and are authentic and honest and transparent about the state of representation within um the beauty world because though we have seen progress there's still a lot to be done and we're i feel as if people are still trying to figure out the latina or the latinx experience or mm -hmm. you know because we are such a diverse community um we're 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 sometimes seen as a puzzle but to be quite honest we're a beautiful melting pot that have a lot more similarities and core values the way we consume the media is a bit different, um, but it's important because we want to speak to the Latinas who are more maybe they're gen maybe they're gender neutral and they prefer Latinx, right? Mm -hmm, so you start right. calling them Latina and they're like, wait, no, I prefer Latinx. Mm -hmm. And then there's the indigenous experience, right? So you want to serve that that content as well and then there's the afro latinas who are now finally seeing a lot more representation mm -hmm. on you know on all avenues on social media on you know the tv screen in hollywood in beauty campaigns so it's it's more of a conversation of representation is so necessary because we're still learning how diverse our culture is because the Colombian experience and the Puerto Rican experience and the Dominican experience are different. Mm -hmm. But when you put us together in a room, there's a connection to our mm -hmm. core values because I'm Dominican and Puerto Rican from the Bronx, um, but I can connect with anyone who has any any type of like values of mine just because we both know like we're in this together and we share similar values. So mm -hmm, that's why it's right. so important. Okay. Uh, so tell me, I want to uh, uh, ask you, you know, how important, and you, you mentioned a couple of things already, but in what ways are you inclusive in your research and reporting about, about beauty advice? And I mean specifically uh, for different shapes and ethnicities within our own culture. And you, you mentioned, um, you know, different, um, maybe heritages, but also within those heritages, right? Um, not only are there, there might, might there be different practices, but also uh, races, right? Or ethnicities. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, some, some of our, the people in our Latino community have maybe African um, uh, roots or um, roots. indigenous, uh, et cetera. So how do you, how do, how do you make sure that when you do your research, and you're reporting, you're, you're keeping all those things in mind. 
honestly, it's being mindful and having a team to collaborate to collaborate with. Um, it's super important because just to your point, there's so many intersectionalities um, mm -hmm. to the Latino community and to Latinas. Um, so for me, when I'm, when I'm researching, I do double the research and I also check as far as to how much content this community is in need of and where are we missing the bucket. So for an example, mm -hmm. um, the natural hair movement that's a big that's a big conversation i love it i love that yeah. natural hair movement <laughs> yeah the natural hair movement right. and now that we're in quarantine i myself who is pretty much married to the plancha my you know my <laughs> blower my flat iron yeah. i have noticed how much i have i'm craving that ancestral content that back to basic embracing my curls content mm -hmm. so you know i'm on I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm looking at the different Reddit um, threads. I'm also reaching out to different brand experts and seeing what it is that they have to speak to our community. I'm researching, you know, I'm looking at scholarly um, different conversations that are happening mm -hmm. of what the beauty industry is going to look like. And when it comes to reporting, you know, I have someone who edits me too and fact checks. So we make sure that what we're putting out there is, is conversational. And, you know, there's always, I'm a ingredients person. I love knowing about ingredients. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's important that we all know about ingredients. So when I'm researching different ingredients and products, I'll look where they're actually sourced you know, because mm -hmm. if we can speak to, you know, a plant that was maybe sourced in Colombia, you know, that right there is differentiating our, you know, content and putting us out there and showing the world how, you know, important it is to talk about our history and our stories, because maybe someone didn't know that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's where representation really gets pivotal when you get down there and get down there in the dirt, right? You know, right. and you research. Right. Um, Ashley, how do we, we become more socially conscious regarding Latinas lifestyles? And I guess here, um, you know, from, from your experience and, and working in, in different markets. And I mean, I, I'm thinking also multiple geographies, like where, where yeah. we live and what maybe our needs are, uh, but also, um, where, where we push, like what, what is it that we're saying um, to women that right. it's beauty, right? Uh, and you just mentioned this trend with natural hair um, that is becoming more and more popular, right? For, for Afro-Latinas to embrace their natural yeah. curls, for example. Um, and that, that you have a choice, right? You can, you can do that or you not, but it's a choice that you have and you're not just uh, being dictated of what um, beauty is. So, so tell right. me a little bit more about that. Absolutely. I mean, it is a choice and it's a conscious choice. A lot of women that I know who have gone natural or done the big chop, they're just like, Ashley, break up with your plancha. That's it. <laughs> um, because it's a source of empowerment. Because if you look deep into, you know, the you know, the European aspect that we've been sold of what beauty looks like. Mm -hmm. um, it really does diminish the way most Latinas um, see themselves. So, you know, it is a conscious choice. And how do we create 
you know, more socially conscious conversation is through vulnerability and through telling other women like, yeah, okay, maybe I did the big chop and afterwards I cried. But you know what? Three months later, I'm using products that work for my hair. They're, they don't have harsh chemicals in it. Mm-hmm. It's not burning my scalp. And I'm also empowering my my younger daughter who has curly hair too. And she sees you know, mommy, that's just one example I'm putting out there. Another one is understanding veganism. You Mm know, um, a lot of Latinas are really pushing forward within their, their families and what they are buying into as far as beauty products, like veganism, because they're understanding the social consciousness of how important it is to take care of mother earth, Mm -hmm. you know, and and educating themselves through clean, um, clean beauty and understanding what sustainability is or understanding what organic is. And that's through all education. So for me, when I think of myself as an editor, I'm like, what are the questions that I ask? Because there's so much content out there when you talk about, you know, conversations that are socially conscious, you know, with sustainability mm-hmm. of that sort, you know, so it's like creating that guidance and cheat sheet. And another conscious one, too, is supporting um, Latina-owned businesses that are supporting right. our communities, which are so pivotal in this time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be done through through dollars or through word, you know, Mm -hmm. or through sharing, um, because I'm a firm believer. And if you can't buy, you can share. Right. So, right. mm -hmm. Right. Are you familiar with the Latina owned businesses like, um, hija de tu madre or Sue underscore ella. And they're, they're, they don't do beauty products, but it's more fashion, but are you familiar with them? I absolutely am. I was (laughs) actually, I had the privilege of interviewing both um, the leading ladies because I know that um, Sue, Ella is um, their, I think their sisters or their primas, Mm -hmm. their family members for sure who own the t-shirts. And then he had it through Madre is um, iconic. I love all of her jackets. Um, Her jewelry. The jewelry. (laughs) They're just like the the planner as well. So, Mm -hmm. so great. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're fashion forward, you know, and they speak to us um they're empowering us to remember who came before us and not only that but they're giving us a sense of hope you know some of my favorite beauty brands include you know botanica beauty who is Mm. this bad bad badass um latina from you know uptown new york Mm. who became a blogger and then is pretty much a beauty mogul her name is Ada Rojas, you know, mm-hmm. and then there's another one, Vive Cosmetics is two sisters um, who came together and started creating lipsticks para la cultura, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's another curly hair brand, um, Rizos Curls as well, who has, you know, the same concept um, as Ada. And they really just want women to embrace their natural curls. And there's no way I can't get behind that. You know, there's so many different brands. And then there's Reina Rebelde, who, you know, with her makeup speaks to the Mexican American heritage. Mm. Um, I need to look up all these people that you're mentioning, for sure. You need to send me a list. I <laughs> so keep keep telling me keep te- keep telling me about yeah this <laughs> you know um there's also um Al- Amal wait hold on uh, Alamar yeah mm-hmm. Alamar Cosmetics um is another great beauty brand she's a Cubana who is pretty much teleporting you um 
back to the island with all her eyeshadow palettes. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of amazing beauty brands that are getting the messaging right, that have high quality products, have the right price and are speaking to our communities. Mm -hmm. So why not support your sister? I always think of it like that. Right. And I like what you mentioned, right? Uh, Because I can't uh, certainly buy the products from this um, uh, um, companies or businesses all the time. uh, Because, you know, because you are spending money. But, but, um, but I also do feel an obligation to purchase something that I can afford and, and, and then commit to that product if, if, if it's for me, um, but also sharing, like I yeah. immediately, right. I went after I bought uh, something from Hija de tu Madre or, or, or Sue Ella, um, I posted on Instagram and I, you know, try to tag them or something. Um, because I think it's important, especially with this, this, uh, smaller, uh, businesses that, and that are growing and, and that they're really speaking about, who we are, right? Um, and yes, and, uh, and I really support that. Um, and the fact that they're women and they're and they're, you know, and they're and they're doing they're representing us in a way. Yeah, yeah, I could I could not agree more with you. You nailed it. And it's about that. Like you, you cannot necessarily because realistically, right, we're in a pandemic right now. So maybe the money isn't the the option right now that you can do, then you can share it. You can take a picture of a product maybe that you've purchased beforehand and Mm -hmm. throw it on. And then it'll also give that brand, for example, that brand content to actually post on their grid. And then, you know, it's a, it's, how do I say it's a chain reaction, you know, Mm -hmm. even sharing it can really maximize or you know grow their business because they're getting your approval and the people in your life see you as an expert so they're like oh i actually want to support this latina owned business i'm a latina this is great and And i think that's how i found out about you know some of the some of the purchases that i made from latina uh, owned businesses is because i see it on somebody else and i'm like hey where'd you get it and then i look it up and and i make a purchase you know so right and people have asked me too like where did you get this product or this other product and um and then that's what we do and that's that's a way to support and, and and make them visible for sure Absolutely. I mean, I can think back to my experiences, but I even remember when I was younger and that the same way that we are doing it now that you mentioned, you throw a photo on and you're like a photo, you hold on the same way you throw or you upload a photo and someone Mm -hmm. access you, where'd you get it? Like before we had photos and everything, if you had a nice lipstick on, you know, someone would ask you, Oh my God, where's that color? What brand is that? What shade? (laughs) You know, so we've always been doing this work. Exactly. You're right. And sharing our secrets and being like, Oh no, chica, this serum right here, those pro (laughs) suites, they're going to be gone, you know? So it's, it's that sense of community, you know, that beauty, it brings us together. And, and it's really important that we, you know, like you said, it's an obligation. I feel an obligation and not in mm-hmm. a bad, in a, in a bad way. It just mm-hmm. makes me know that like, as much as I'm in this position, you know, I have a responsibility and I get to highlight these women where maybe five years ago, they would have not been or maybe 10 years ago. And I always bring myself back to that, right. you know, cause it's important for us to remember how far we've come, but how much more, how much work we have to do in the best way ever. Right. Ashley, tell me about some of the celebrities that you have interviewed. Um, what unique things have you learned from them and their beauty secrets? 
Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite um, people that I've interviewed has been Rita Moreno. Mm. Um, it was iconic. I mean, I remember growing up and watching Rita Moreno and West High Stories. Right. So it was just like full circle. And I was like, wow. And the one thing she told me, because <laughs> I asked her, like, what are your skincare secrets? What are your beauty secrets? And she's like, we're not going to talk about that. But what I will <laughs> tell you is that after a certain age, gray hair looks fabulous so i want <laughs> latinas to embrace it and they just you know, that because i'm not there yet <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 well she did mention it's around 60 so okay. that okay. that's what i will say yes <laughs> um you know jessica alba was so funny because i told her i was like i'm trying to you know tell my mom like mommy try this clean beauty or you know try this lipstick and she's like oh that doesn't work or you know i don't really think so i'm like how do you get your families to shift over to a more organic mm -hmm. or clean sustainable lifestyle because in their in their mind in their mind sometimes they they um, associate it with something that's maybe not going to be as high performing and she told me the simplest thing she was like you just give it to them be like oh my god this new mascara i can't stop using it it's so amazing and then once they use it and they're gonna love it then you'll tell them oh by the way it's also <laughs> clean and vegan um and then she taught me about multi-masking you know she's like you know put a different mask on your t-zone because those areas of your the areas of your face are different from your cheeks and your your um forehead mm -hmm. um so that's fun um eva longoria um, uses a lot of budget-friendly makeup. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's very insightful because we sometimes think that, you know, you have to spend so much money. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that brings me back to that concept where, like, supporting um, local businesses and smaller businesses, they usually have the right right price. Um, and Latina, I'm telling you, all the, all the brands that I've recommended so far all of them have the right price and have budget friendly, you know, um, options, yeah. options mm -hmm. with high performing results. Great. Great. Um, have you seen any, uh, I don't know, similar or different things among the U S Latina market in Latin America? I know you mentioned like some of the, like knowing where the ingredients come from is an important part of sort of the research that you do. Um, but do you see any, any similarities of different or differences between the two markets? You know, I will say that Latinas, Latinas in beauty, hold on. What I will say is for Latinas, beauty is universal. Right. And Latinas take beauty serious no matter where they are in the world. So, <laughs> you know, when I think of the Latinas in the U.S., um, they are a lot more experimental with their experience just because they're dealing with that duality mm -hmm. where the heritage and maybe they're first generation or second generation. So though, of course, they they want to know about the, the tricks to have the best red lipstick and the J-Lo glow, but they also <laughs> care about K-beauty, you know, and they also want to know about, you know, the best budget-friendly um, products and Latin American women 
are they they're experimental as well they just love their customs too they really hold on to their traditions a little bit more mm -hmm. um but we're also seeing a shift in that too we're a lot more now since with social media right right <laughs> right we're, we're sharing so much more with each other now so i have seen the shift too in latin american women really you know picking up certain customs through social media like tiktok or you know instagram where the beauty industry lives and breathes so yeah. you know i will say maybe at a time we were a bit different but we aren't and i would say as far as consuming our um content you know the good thing about hola which i love is that we create content in english and in spanish mm -hmm. for for both experiences because it's important and maybe you know there's a latina in the u.s who of course her you know she grew up here and made her first um language is english but she, maybe she wants to practice reading in spanish you know so right, we create right. that option for them or maybe it's vice versa maybe it's the latin american women women who want to um understand english more because now more than ever we're becoming global mm -hmm. so i asked you about what celebrities celebrities you've uh, interviewed is there a celebrity that's on your list that you're like okay one day I need to interview her. <laughs> yeah, you know, I will I will keep it super green because I am a Puerto Rican and Dominican girl from the Bronx <laughs> who lives right, of by course. the six train. <laughs> so I will say Jennifer Lopez. Oh, please. Can um, I be invited on that interview? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and she's, she served as a lot of inspiration, mm -hmm. you know, for me and she, her and Shakira after the Super Bowl oh, performance, yes. I mm -hmm. put it out there. I said, I'm going to interview both of them <laughs> because they made history that night. Yes, and the did. chills that I got down my back, I was like, oh, my God, this was mm -hmm. nationwide. And now all the world saw Mm -hmm. right, right how powerful we are you know <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right um Ashley is there anything else you would like to share about you or your work yeah I mean I I always encourage people to check out um our website we're at us.ola.com for beauty tips um we also have entertainment and exclusive interviews you know we're also launching a youtube and a podcast later this year okay. so keep up with us you know it's 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 great it's great to be here um it's a great time to be latina Yes, um, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a great time to be Latina. And I just cannot wait to see how much more content crea creation we can do. Great. Uh, Ashley, thank you for this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. A todos, gracias por escucharnos. Y recuerden seguirnos en Facebook y de compartir este podcast con otros. Hasta la próxima.